welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 141. We watched Kerblam! My name is John, and joining me this week, as he does every week, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello, and Kapowsers. Indeed, Kapowsers. <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm pretty well. The congestion is slowly but surely fading. The air quality is getting a little bit better, and we finally have some rain on the way, so I am happy. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that rain. It didn't get over 70 degrees today. Yeah, so no, it was yeah. maybe mid-60s here. I'm very excited for some rain as well. We need it yeah, desperately. We do. So hopefully uh, that, that comes as soon. They said Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday looks like a tiny bit of a respite for Thanksgiving and then a big old Pineapple Express for the weekend. Oh, yeah. Very, oh, yeah. very excited for that. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, half Half week for me, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Um, no, it is a half week for me. Uh, I'm driving up to Rockland, so I believe that's past you. It is. It's up closer to Sacramento. Um, and I am going to my sister and my brother-in-law's brand new house. Oh, nice. And, uh, we're going to spend Thanksgiving there. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm driving. Yeah. It is a long drive, but that's fine. Yeah, we know it'll I, be good. We know I like to drive, so it's. I think you 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 saw some graps recently, yeah. I did see some graps recently. Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> I saw. I went to three wrestling shows this weekend, and unfortunately, uh, I don't know when I'm going to be able to talk about them because uh, I'm not going to be able to record Wednesday, and yeah. not going to be able to record Thursday. So it just might have to go to next week. But it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was good times. Excellent. Very good times. Uh, so let's get into some Who news, because we got a bunch of it. Uh, we do. We totally do. Yeah. Um, so uh, titles and synopses have dropped for, well, basically the rest of the season, episode 9 and 10. Yes. Um, so episode 9 is called It Takes You Away, which um, I think was also a Calgon slogan. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if the villain in this episode will be Shampoo. <laughs> Uh, but on the edge of a Norwegian fjord, in the present day, the Doctor Ryan, Graham, and Yaz discover a boarded-up cottage and a girl named Hannah in need of their help. What has happened here? What monster lurks in the woods around the cottage and beyond? Mm. Yeah. So it's I don't know. They're adapting Hilda for Doctor Who or something. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> And are you ready for this? Episode 10, you are going to love this when we talk about it, because um, it's got weird words that you will struggle to pronounce, I'm assuming. Oh, great. The Battle of Ranscor Avkolos. Ranscor Avkolos, okay. Yeah, just start making notes now. All right. Um, on the planet of Ranscor Avkolos lies the remains of a brutal battlefield, which looks a lot like a quarry. Yes, <laughs> it, it, I'm looking at this picture and I'm like, it's a quarry. Yes, absolutely. But as the Dr. Graham, Yaz and Ryan answer nine separate distress calls. Nine separate. Heaven. That's what it says. 
They'll have to put some on hold while they answer the others. They discover the planet holds far more secrets. Who is the mysterious commander with no memory? Could it maybe be a timeless child? I don't know. Yeah. What lies beyond the mists? Because it is foggy in the picture. Who or what are the ooks? The answers will lead the doctor and her friends toward a deadly reckoning. You know what I'm going to do right now? What are you going to do right now? I'm going to check out this IMDB page. Oh... IMDb, about one step to the left of Wikipedia. Full cast. <clears throat> Guess uh, Mark Addy and Phyllis Logan do not have uh, any credits to their name. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. Fair enough. That's all I got. Okay. Well, you know what I've got is the Christmas special has actually officially moved to New Year's Day, or as they like to call it, Who Year's Day. Who Year's Day? That's what they're calling it. Love it. Perfect. Yeah. Good job. Make it yeah. every Who Year's Day now. I'm very okay with this. I I I have no problem with it being a week later. Yeah, I don't care that much. I yeah. I'm I'm no issue with it. You know, it by the time we get done with you know Christmas, I'm usually pretty tired. So to stay up and watch an episode of Doctor Who, it's kind of like a little bit of a push. Yeah. So to just be at the end of New Year's Day, okay. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Cool by me. And of course, we'll have links to all these stories. Absolutely. Uh, and more in the show notes. Um, so speaking of the Who Year's Day special, the BBC has, <laughs> excuse me, has released information about it. Um, and, and I'm going, after just describing... Uh, the synopsis of episode 10, I'm going to consider a tiny bit of this very basic description. Oh yeah. Spoilers. Okay. Yeah. So it's very basic. Yeah. It is. It's very basic. As the new year begins, a terrifying evil is stirring from across the centuries of earth's history. As the doctor, Ryan, Graham and Yaz return home, will they be able to overcome the threat to planet earth? Yep. That's, um, so we know that Deadly Reckoning doesn't hit four of our favorite characters. Yeah, unless we're being misled. <laughs> Fair. I, mean, I don't think so. That's always possible. This is Doctor Who after yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm taking it as I I'm taking it at face value. Yeah. For reasons that will become evident at the end of at the end of Who News. <clears throat> so uh some of the rumors that we addressed in the past was, well, are we not going to get series 12 until 2010? Are we going to get like a wilderness year and a half? Yeah. Um, so starburst magazine, which has nothing to do with those tasty fruit shoes. If only um, it did. Ha I know. Right. Um, they are UK based though. I didn't realize that starburst magazine was UK based. Oh, um, has confirmed by way of the BBC that series 12 will air in autumn, 2019. Hooray. Yes. Um, in fact, from what I understand, they are actually going into pre-production in the next week or so. Perfect. Um, so they say that, um, um, oh, the BBC was happy to go on record about the program's short-term future. There's been a lot of chatter about Jodie Whittaker's second run in Series 12 being planned for a broadcast in the spring of 2020 rather than the out of 29. This is not true. We were told that Series 12 went into production this week. Oh, sorry, this week. And that it will definitely be broadcast next year as part of the autumn 2019 TV schedule. Hooray. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I think it's working really well this year. 
Yeah. Um, I've, I've gotten used to it on Sunday nights. Oh, yeah. And, and rewatching it during lunch on, on Monday. <laughs> I, I think that works just fine. Yeah. Um, it's clearly doing well. Um, it's it's doing some of the best numbers it's ever done. Yeah. Or at least um, since Tenet, I think, right? Uh, yeah. At least since I think the, the uh, uh, Tenet and uh, uh, Catherine Tate years. Yeah. It's yeah. So it's been doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also just had the last weekend, the children in need, uh, special. Oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch the, I didn't watch this. No, no, I I didn't. I saw them holding the bear, but that was all I saw. Yeah. Um, well, instead of having like a special little short episode or something, they actually invited, um, a young girl who's got cystic fibrosis, uh, and her brother, uh, onto the set had this very sweet thing kind of touring her around got her completely into a um uh a full 13th doctor oh yeah she's in it at her size um and and i won't lie i was in tears by the end of it it was very moving oh very moving yeah um and it is it's it's another one of those things that just shows the incredible uh heart uh that that this team uh, on Doctor Who has right now, um, and you know you can tell it's something that's that's important to them and that they all care about, and that um, yeah. that's really telling. Absolutely, um, uh, it was good. So yeah, if you're if you're gonna watch it, grab at least a couple of tissues. Have those Andy. I'm looking at the the picture of her with the monsters. Yeah. Um, why don't I recognize this monster with all the teeth? Um, because as I pop that open, I, I don't recognize that either because we've got an Ood, a Zygon. I'm not sure what that black thing in the background yeah. is with duct tape on its face. There are some cyber spares back there. I see. Right. I mean, that thing with the tape over its face could very well be like the remnants of a cyber suit. Um, oh, possibly. That's but a good what question. is, what is this thing with the teeth? Yeah. Um, interesting. If you guys yeah. know, because we we don't apparently, I've never seen this thing. And, and apparently, the the monster prop room is literally where they store all their bottled water. <laughs> yes, that also. <laughs> That's a lot of jugs of water. BBC never change. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man. Oh yeah. Anyway, that yeah, that looks like it's uh, <sighs> it's good stuff. No, it's a good observation. Love it. Well, um. We actually did get some Galley One news. We did. We did. Their discussion panel track is now open. 63 panels Yeah, that those of you, those of us going, could sign up to be a part of. And we did. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. did. Did you? Did, now, I know you signed up for one. Did you sign up for just the one? Just the one. Okay. Do you want to tell the world what it is? I or? signed up for uh, the... Uh, what is it like panel panel? Let me, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling up the tracker. I think it was like panel 46 or something like that. Oh, you're going for the actual number of it. I'm nice. actually trying to find it right now for you. And panel 18. Wow. Well, I guess I'm not getting on that panel. Uh, the podcaster's <laughs> guide to the galaxy. Uh, it is um, a panel of both podcasters and listeners. Yeah. So um, I am both of those. You are. Um, I put in for four. Yeah, I'm there. I'm, uh, I hope you get all four, Taylor. 
Oh God, no, 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 no. <laughs> no? I, I, I will be happy with one. What if you get all four? I don't know what I will do. The part that of we... Taylor will be played by this cute yeah, little right. dog. Just put um, a dog up there. I'll just I'll print a picture of my face on a stick and make that appear, <laughs> you know appear at some of the other ones that I you know. I'm sure there will be overlap with other stuff that I want to do, but I figured, well, I've, I've got something I could say about <clears throat> each of these. Yes. Um, not expecting to get onto all of them. Right, right. Um, so, so we shall see. Um, so my, my top choice was the Stop Me Before I Collect Again 2019 edition <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because I do collect a bit, and um, I've got plenty I can say on that. Um, the uh, my second choice was more life lessons from Doctor Who. Um, that is oddly enough number forty six. <laughs> mm, interesting. Um, there's one called "Know the Past, Appreciate the Present, Live for the Future." Um, kind of just talking about, uh, kind of looking at fandom over the decades. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my my last choice was the the slightly awkwardly titled. The first time ever I saw your face, remembering your first doctor. Oh. Um, so I, I, and again, you know, that, that's all like stuff that I can kind of speak to just having watched it for what, 32 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, if, if, if I end up on one, I will be stoked. If, if I'm handed more than that, I might panic a little bit because it's enough that I kind of got up the courage to, apply to be on panels. Um, but I'm also doing my first cosplay this year. So um, it's a lot to kind of take in. Plus it's the 30th anniversary. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Going, going for broke as they say. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Should be fun. We'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) We'll let you know if we're, uh, if we're on any panels. So definitely, definitely. And, and, and if we are, please come say hi. Yeah. Um, I'm already trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. Ugh, what am I going to wear on my panel for all, uh, for my adoring wrestling, public wrestling shirts? Like you normally do. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm about to get worked into what I think your, uh, well, uh, so colleagues might say going to get worked into a shoot Taylor into a shoot. Oh no. Oh yes. Okay. Okay, so there there are yet more rumors circulating. Um, and I spent a little bit of time today trying to locate the source of them. And all it managed to do was just make me angry. Because I feel as though modern Doctor Who fandom has turned into, and I'm making a broad generality here, let me preface that. This is a broad, broad generality. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's a new this, there's a new that, whether that be showrunner, doctor, companion, when are they leaving? There's just this instant fascination with, hey, here's the new thing. When is it going away? Yeah, basically. And I, I, I don't know if that's just something that got conditioned in uh, when the series returned and right after the first episode, oh, Christopher Eccleston's leaving. It's 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 like that triggered something in fans, and they've all just started to turn into oh, well, <laughs> here's monsters. the new thing. It's going to go away. Yeah, when's it going to go away? How soon can we get it to go away? For some of them, um, so part of that Starburst magazine article that we referenced earlier about series twelve, um, 
mentions a completely unsubstantiated uh, rumor, and I've I've not been able to find a single like unequivocal that's not even a word source um, for this information. But it, it says that you know, oh, Chibnall's unhappy with how things are going. Um, he's gonna he might depart after the second uh, series, so series twelve. Um, and well, Jody will go with him, and all the companions like Jody, so they'll all go too. Yeah. So basically, coming up with this, um, you know, uh, oh my gosh, everything that we've just come to uh, marvel at and embrace and bring into our world, it's all gonna get scrubbed to the ground. Yeah. And I. I one without having a real proper source, this kind of crap really pisses me off. <laughs> really, really pisses me off. I mean, the BBC spent three years waiting to get Chibnall as the showrunner. Yeah. He pitched a five year plan to them and they were like, Yeah, this is cool. Let's do this. Yeah. So for people to start saying, Oh, well, there's 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 trouble behind the scenes yeah i i I, one have you seen all the like behind the scenes stuff that they put out on social media it looks like they're having a rip-roaring time yeah i'm like my god there was one after demons of the punjab where they were talking about just all the snacks that they have on set and i'm like (laughs) i want to hang out with these guys yeah i want to eat what these guys are eating you know um but i also a sugar fiend so but it seems as though um, last Saturday at some point during the day, um, a <clears throat> website and forum called Outpost Scarrow, <laughs> yeah. along with, yeah, along with Starburst Magazine. And then I think a, some other site called like, we've got it covered, um, basically reposted the same story. Mm-hmm. Um uh, just suddenly put out this information. Um, and I, and I literally went into the, the outpost outpost Scarrow Twitter feed to try and f- track this down. Cause it seems like it tracks back to them. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll put a link to this in the show notes, but it literally, somebody calls them out on like not having a source. And it's like, Hey, believe what you want to believe, you know, but yeah. You know, Starburst also dropped this information. We're not going to name our sources. I'm like, okay, look, I I, I get it. In, in the grand journalistic world, you know, sources should be protected. If you're whistleblowing on the government, right? Like this is this is it's a TV show. Um, you know, if if you have, I mean, if it legitimately is credible, you know, let's quote something here. And again, this this is where I start to get into this whole world of like, look, if it's not coming straight out of the beeb's mouth. Yeah. I'm 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 taking it with like literally an, an entire chunk of like Himalayan salt cuz that's just pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um or salted caramels. I could do it with that too. Um now I'm I'm I don't want to cast any aspersions on the folks that run Outpost Garo. Um they have or had a podcast. Um it looks like they haven't put anything out since 2017. Um, but if you go into the podcast tab on their website, I'm um, actually it, doing this as you're saying, are you doing this right now? Okay. Yeah. So I, I think it's the second one down where they have a bit of a reaction to Jody's casting. And it sounds like at least 
one of the people on their team uh, <laughs> is not too thrilled with the idea of a lady doctor. Um, so that, granted, everybody's entitled to their opinion, mm -hmm. that does cause me as a reader to go, okay, how much do I trust this quote-unquote source? You know, is it just some people literally stirring the pot? Yeah, I mean, it could be. I don't uh look, I come from I come from the world of of wrestling. So, yeah. Um I mean, there's just so much hearsay all over the place. That's exactly. just I, I'm just not even really faced by this at all. No. And 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 the average listener, the average viewer of the show shouldn't be. Don't get caught up in this. Like really and truly, like if it is not coming straight out of the BBC, if it is not in an interview where where Chibnall or Whitaker or or uh, uh, Strevens or someone is literally saying, "This is what we are doing. This is our plan. This is you know, yeah, the God's honest truth." And you know, if you are seeing stories in the Mirror or the Sun or some crap tabloid. You know, if you're seeing people just shout stuff out on Twitter, uh, take a cue from modern politics. You know, it, it literally is just there to distract you from enjoying a really good show. Yeah, I uh, I 100% agree with that. Uh, I was just reading their little article about it where it says that they're going to cut the season to five to six episodes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it, it, there there are just people, and these are the same people who who look at the ratings, go, the ratings are tanking. No, the ratings do this every year. They do it with every show. They yes. every show in the history of existence. Yes, this is how it works. <laughs> this is how it happens. This is the pattern. If you can't recognize the pattern, I'm not responsible for your education. So <laughs> there's my soapbox. I'm gonna get off it. Take a deep breath. Yeah. It'll be okay. We will be okay, and it will be great. And it will be great. Yes, Doctor Who is different this year. I'm having this weird feeling of like something is very, not very different, but, but different enough where I'm going, I feel like I'm finding my way yeah. through Doctor Who again. Um, but it is still Doctor Who, and it still does Doctor Who stuff. And it's okay. It will be fine. Everybody just shut up, keep your arms inside the ride and let's enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the show. It, it changes always. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. I get it. So now that I've told everybody to shut up and just enjoy it, we're about to review an episode. Yes, we are. We are about to review Kerblam starring Jodie Whittaker as the doctor Mandeep Gill is Yasmin Khan, Tossin Cole is Ryan Sinclair, Bradley Walsh is Graham O'Brien, Julie, oh my goodness, Julie, Hes I was, I was going to try, Hesman Hall. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Julie Hesman Hall as Judy Maddox, and Mac Lee as Dan Cooper. Interestingly, also the given name of Hijack Legend, D.B. Cooper, oh, that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. No actual D.B. Cooper connections in this episode. Though. <laughs> uh, it was written by Pete McTighe. Yeah. Pete yeah. McTighe. And directed by Jennifer Parrott. 
not spelled like parrot, but said like parrot. Uh, first aired November 18th, 2018, and is the seventh story of season 11. Yes. We have some... Um, Oh, we have, wow, not a lot of story notes. Goodness. No, there's not. And I took another look at TARDIS Wikia just before we started recording. And and, um, we've got a full synopsis of the episode, which is great. Yes. um, But not a ton more story notes. Although before we dive into story notes, I do want to share. And I sent you a picture. Um, I was pretty excited that we had a a tweet that was, you know, complimenting the directing and the uh, um, effects work and stuff on Demons of the Punjab and both Jamie Childs, like the Jamie Childs um, and Pete Levy of of DNEG both liked our tweet about that. And I was I was pretty humbled and like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Good stuff. That's always fun when when they uh, they throw you a little like there. Yeah. I'm like, I will not turn that down sir thank you very much looking forward to see you at gallifrey one um so story notes while this is the first tv story to have an exclamation point in its title uh there are about 100 stories in other mediums uh to have this feature whether it be audios or comics or prose stories um so tv is finally caught up to the rest of doctor who fandom i'm uh surprised they didn't just like much like the logo replace the l with the exclamation point right yeah that would have been pretty cool too i would have been all right with that um you know granted now in my mind i'm going uh the deadly assassin exclamation point or (laughs) you know trying trying to find just the most uh unworthy of an exclamation point story of doctor who to stick an exclamation point on yeah you know the ribose operation (laughs) apparently i'm stuck in fourth doctor mode right now um, and, um, it, it was nice to get little kisses to the past as Chibnall called it, uh, with a Fez reference. Oh, is and that what he I, called I, it? Yeah. I'm sorry. Little, that's, that's adorable. It is. It is. It was, a, it was a little, it, it was one of those behind the scene things that pops up on social media. Like the day after an episode airs, he calls it kisses to the past, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. Um, so obviously we get the Fez reference, uh, mm-hmm. we get the Agatha Christie reference and, oh, we get some Venusian Aikido. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of, we've been, that's twice this year. Yeah. That is twice this year, which is more than I think any other year in the history of modern who, at least. Hey, I'm fine with it. I'm totally cool with it. I love it. The Fez was Absolutely great. I, that, I got spoiled on that and I went, oh, but, oh, well, whatever. yeah, I, I did too. I saw that, you know, what do you guys think? Still me? And I was like, yeah, still Good stuff. You. Good stuff. So, Taylor, you have a world-famous synapsis for us. I do indeed. <clears throat> the Doctor is visited by a robot with a message, and soon Team TARDIS is off to the greatest show in the galaxy. Wait, no, no, wait, wrong Doctor. Oh, yes. Different robot, definitely different villain. Oh, yeah. But they are off to the greatest warehouse in the galaxy where a mystery awaits and society's fears of the future run deep. Taylor, I messaged you earlier today. And um, in some weird celebration, I said, I only didn't like one thing about this entire episode. Yeah. And that's after messaging me earlier in the weekend with some, some, I think, deeper feelings of the season as a whole. <laughs> Let, you know what? Let's go to the tape and let's go to my deeper feelings first. <laughs> because also, that's uh, funny that I said, let's see. Um, oh, was that... Was that on here or was that on Instagram? That was on Instagram. Okay. Well, we got to go to the Instagram tape now. I didn't go to the wrong. I went to the wrong tape. 
So, so we, we would call that an Insta replay? An Insta replay, yes. Oh, boy. Puns, ladies and gentlemen. Puns. Hey, where are you? Hey. There you are. Okay. So um, Doctor Who uh, underscore BBCA tweeted some pictures of the TARDIS interior. And I, and I saw them and messaged Taylor. And I said, man, imagine if we got to see these details in an actual episode. Yep. And then I said, I honestly hate how negative I am about this season. Um, yeah. Well, let me tell you, the, these last two episodes have been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I thought it was uh, very well done. I thought it was very yes. well written. Yes. Um, hats off there for sure. I Yeah, I was really, really digging this episode. Um, and I guess where, where should we start, Taylor? I mean, do well, we want to start with my little dumb nitpicky thing? If if you want to, because otherwise I was going to start with the the writing and the structure. Of yeah, the well, it it's in there. My my little nitpicky thing is in the story and the structure. So so let's go with that. Okay. You may you may take it away. Oh oh oh! You want me to start, and you'll get to your nitpicky thing. Yeah. Gotcha. My bad. I thought we were going to start with the nitpicky thing. Um. See, this this is the type of episode that we get when you know a big fan of doctor who gets to write a story you know pete mctigue has been uh a fan for a long time has had a dream of writing Mm -hmm. for doctor who is now getting his chance to um and i feel like we got um definitely one of the more entertaining episodes oh absolutely um i i think and this is definitely a reaction that i have after a second viewing um but there are so many well-crafted misdirects um, Absolutely. when it comes to the overall mystery of this story um, that, you know, the, the first time through, I really, really didn't catch it until toward the end. Um, on the second time through, you can actually see the structure. You can see where the story is telegraphing you the answer. And go, oh, I totally missed that on the first time through. <laughs> oh, I totally missed that the first time through. And then you see that kind of play out the second time. And it's like, okay, this is a really satisfying story for this. This is so well crafted. Yeah. Um, you know, I really made sure to tweet at uh, Pete McTighe and, and just um, offer that up and just say, this is, this is, I really, really love this. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, he was a fan growing up. I don't know if you saw that Instagram post of him when he was a wee lad with yes, the TARDIS yes, and yes, him yes. now with the TARDIS. I thought that yeah. was very cool. Um, I, yeah, Like you said, the Mr. X were so good. Like we had two characters that we just thought were, and actually, if you think about it, a third character uh, yeah. in, in the system exactly where you think okay it's the system but also maybe it's the slade guy he seems he's wearing a suit (laughs) (laughs) so he must be evil and then you have uh judy who kind of seems like too too giddy and happy Mm -hmm. but it turns out it was none of them was that evil janitor that's right (laughs) nobody suspects the janitor well and that's and that's exactly what is said at one point no one questions the cleaner yeah and it was just man i yeah the 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 writing once again so great um we had i thought all and and it had good comedic beats too 
It very much did. I, I will say when we were with, I think it it was yeah, it was Yaz and Ryan and Charlie, and he's trying to psych himself up to go onto the conveyor belt. Oh yeah, down the chutes and onto the conveyor belt. Yes, yeah. that was some good stuff. I thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Um, Ryan is just so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, it's funny because I, I, I felt at first like like his character this episode felt just a little understated. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he, he, he just sounded kind of like more kind of downbeat and everything. Um, but the more I thought about that, I was like, well, maybe that's just a reaction to being like, okay, um, yeah, for this adventure, you got to go back and work in a warehouse. He's like, oh, great. I'm going to work in a warehouse. You know, and then yeah. that kind of just made sense to me. Then I'm like, well, of course he's going to be, you know, a little understated uh, because he's got to work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, man. Yeah, just the the very good Mr. X. And even to the point where it's it was so funny. The first time I was watching it, I didn't even I was like, wait, what? And I had to, like, go back when <laughs> when uh, Ryan and Yaz run up to the doctor and they're like, Doctor, he did something. It was oh. <laughs> which yes. basically what they said. And I went, wait, what? And then we get this cool little evil turn from our our uh, custodian. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, he played two sides of the coin very well. Oh, yeah. And I love how they play him up in like the whole first, at least first half of the episode as just this kind of just real shy, kind of basic yeah. worker. Um. And then, and then, yeah, and then we get this twist. It's like, oh yeah, it's me. I study bombs and cybernetics and teleportation. Yeah, that's right. And then he goes on his little, his huge speech, which also um, the face-off between the Doctor and Charlie, with with bits of other people chiming in, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was uh, great writing uh, for for that entire scene, with the exception for at least me. Of him saying he was sorry. Um. Yeah. I mean, if if there was something where I'm going to go, okay, this this didn't come across quite right. Yeah. Or 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 you know, basically, here's 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 a question of I have about the episode of why did we go this way with it? Right. Where the system basically ensnares Kira, um, and you know goes to kill her in an effort to change Charlie's behavior. Now I, I get it. It also sent, it also sent one of the curb lamb guys to basically get Charlie. Right. Um, but that wasn't the only one it had. It had more. Yes. It could have found a hundred ways to off Charlie and yes. not have quite the body count that this episode had. Um, so I was, I was a little upset that it went, that route right um and 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 that charlie didn't have more of a reaction like he gets upset but it's almost more like an ups- uh, a disappointed upset yes you know yeah it's like uh i'm bummed she had to die but my plan goes forward yeah it you was know, it, it, it didn't quite click right but again, it's it's a nitpicky reaction to an overall really good story. Like, I, yes, absolutely. I think uh, the one thing that also kind of fell flat was they kept saying he was in love with her. I don't think he was like in love with her. I think he just liked her. 
Yeah, I, I think there was definitely a crush going on. Yeah, sure. uh, absolutely. And, and rightly so. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we were going to reintroduce Swoon City, oh you know, Swoon City for for Kira, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's it was just like if he was in love with her, yeah, I feel like I feel like love was the wrong word to use there. Mm, I can see that for sure. Just just me. Um, and like all interesting characters, which they did, uh, let's just say they did a great job of, I think, giving us, with the exception, uh, well, no, that was also a great job. With the Mr. X, they gave mm-hmm. us good um, B characters, I thought. Yes. I mean, I Judy was well flushed out. I thought Slade was as well. Kira was great. I thought, and Dan, ugh, Dan. Dan. How dare yeah. they? He seems nice, so he had to die. Uh, that's that's and, my... And catchphrase for this year they seemed <laughs> yeah. nice so they they had to die well yeah and and of course again this this kind of telegraphing ahead this foreshadowing you know he talks about the charm that his daughter made him oh it'll outlast me well yes yes it will yeah you know this is the, the the hearing that in the second viewing it's just like oh yeah it will yeah <laughs> But but the 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 B characters all great, um, all got their time to shine. I thought, yeah, which which is really impressive because we've got a TARDIS team of four, yeah, and we basically now add five more people. Oh yeah, not even counting the teammates, you know, the teammates, yeah, um, which, which were all a character in their own right, um, and I feel like the story does a really really good job of balancing all of them yeah some people maybe didn't get quite as much shine as others right but when you're basically dealing with you know nine or ten people over the course of the story it's still pretty impressive oh yeah absolutely and everybody felt like i mean uh, once again i don't have a lot of like person notes for each you know for each one of our our Mm -hmm. main cast but I mean, it. Everybody felt like they were a part of the story, and everybody felt like they were helping. Well, yeah. I mean, like we got to see Yaz use some of her police training. Yeah. Not just in you know doing like detective work, but like literally restraining Charlie. Yes, restraining him, and also you know um, wanting to go follow through with uh, with Dan's daughter. I thought was also oh. very nice. Yeah. Um, and then just, you know, she was great with, I liked all the scenes with, or the scene with Dan when they mm-hmm. were, you know, picking parts and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. That was, that was good. That was good dialogue. That was good interchange that they were having. Yes, absolutely. What I doing now? Oh, here's, you know, here's another thing mm. that is, that's a little uh, nitpicky for me. <laughs> and as soon as I finished the episode, um, I got home a little late cause I was at the wrestles as we stated and yep. I watched the episode, uh, by myself after everyone else had, and Lauren was in the room with me and it finished and I just turned to her and I said, has every ending of this season just feels like super flat? Like there's no, like the end of this episode is like, don't pop that thing. All right. I won't puts down box. Everyone looks at box credits. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know, you know it just feels and i and i think that's maybe that's me being like i miss a a thing that you know ha- loops throughout the entire season well 
Maybe. Or maybe I, mean, I missed the next time. I feel like the endings wouldn't feel as flat if I got next time and then credits. Well, yeah, and let's just say BBC America did not even show the trailer for 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 next week's episode. Oh, I don't think I've seen it actually either. Um I mean, I I've, I've since seen it online. Yeah. But yes, in in watching it, nope. They went straight to a commercial and then straight to the credits and then straight on to the hunt for Red October. Yikes. Yeah. All right, then, I guess. There's but... some blue screen works that doesn't hold up. Um, <laughs> it, it, I, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. I don't think we get that same kind of thing that we got in, like, the Moffat era where you'd get to an end, the end of a story and it's kind of like they're, they're whisking off to the next thing. Yeah. You know, or something drops and it's like, oh, there's a mystery and we'll figure that out next week. Yeah, I think I would. I yeah, there, everything's just kind of fallen pretty flat for me. I don't, and, and maybe maybe that's a byproduct of getting basically these these ten standalone yeah. stories as they're being built. You know, granted there is some th- some through lines. Yes, on them. You know, was obviously we're not getting them out of order or something. <clears throat> yeah, um, but they are all standalone, so we don't we don't. We can't really end with something, right? Yeah, like that. So I mean, I mean, I get it. I also kind of noticed that. Yeah. So those are my only two complaints. Everything else was fantastic. That's. I mean, that which is I was. Yeah, I finished this episode and I went. I think I really liked this episode. Then I thought about it more. I'm like, yeah, I really did like this episode. Well, and it was, it, it was one of those episodes where just from what we'd seen in like trailers and stuff, it was like, well, this could go one of two ways. Yeah. And with a title like this, it could really go one of two ways. Yes. Um, and, and I think a lot of people were afraid it was going to be kind of, a, a, a weak, uh, flappy episode. And, and it really surprised a lot of people. I saw a, an amazing amount of positive reaction to it online. Yeah, it was, I'm glad that it got uh, as well of a reaction as it did because. Oh, agreed. I mean, I I felt like I was getting like you know third and seventh Doctor vibes off of the story. Yeah, it was uh, it was so great. Um, yeah. We you want to move on to music here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, two music things that I music things two music scores I really enjoyed in this episode. <laughs> Uh, the Kerblam uh, jingle esque music when they mm-hmm. first come in is is great. I thought that was that was fun, and then I really loved the uh, going down the shoot music, followed up by when we're tra- traveling <laughs> through the shoot. Excuse me, I, I liked I liked all of that music. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I feel I feel like this week was a return to uh, a lot more of the kind of gentle atmospherics. Yes, in terms of uh, of Akinola's score, um, it it really when when music needed to hit, it could hit. Um, but all the rest of the time, it was kind of chilling out in the background. Um, there, there's like a I don't even know what to call it because it wasn't really like a long piece. It was almost more of a sting when you first see, you know, the 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 army of uh, Kerblam men. Oh, the Kerblam man. Um, the men. When, when you first see the army of them. Yes. Down down in the foundation levels. Um, there was this sting 
of music and and I, I i even have trouble describing it because it's like it had a couple of things going on with it i know there was some electric guitar mixed into it but i really liked it oh there was some good bass in some of the songs too for sure mm-hmm. yeah i was very happy you don't don't yeah. get to hear the bass too much in songs uh i guess it depends on what you're listening to yeah i mean it's kind of been it's been mixed out of a lot of things rock stuff mm-hmm. i'm listening to now which is annoying nope. but no, I agree. I like when I can hear it. Uh, you got anything else for music? Um, not so much. Um, I have nothing for camera work. So if I didn't have anything, it was fine. Don't worry about it. Everybody. I, you know, I think I, I will say this for camera work. And I'm I'm kind of just calling this this whole section now, like look and feel. Yeah. You know, what? I'm just going to rename mine right now. Look and feel. Because I was just like special effects and camera work. And I'm like, you know, what? look and feel that that's what it should be called. Um, but I feel that, you know, basically 90, what, eight, 95% of this episode is shot in a warehouse. Yes. Um, and you really don't think you can do a lot of camera work, uh, with a warehouse. Right. Basically, you know, we're shooting this in Costco. Yeah, Um, basically. And, and honestly, I think, I think some of the camera work is really well done. There's some really good wide shots, um, there was uh when uh when Yaz goes looking for Dan and she's yes. down in that like uh whatever whatever it was section triple nine double five yes alpha apple something yeah. um and she's walk she's walking down one hall but the camera keeps switching sides yeah and so you you get this this effect of like she's walking one way walking the other way walking one way walking the other way when she's just walking in one direction down one aisle. Um, and I thought that was a really neat effect. I never would have thought to do that. Um, and um, so at least in terms of that, you know, it's like, Hey, you're given the constraint. You have to shoot in a warehouse. I think she did an amazing job. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, yeah, the looks you would get down through the boxes of the, mm-hmm. uh, the teamsters or the teammates, you know, <laughs> not the teamsters i don't think they're unionized nope 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 the teammates <laughs> yeah just uh just looking looking at yeah oh it was it was good stuff very good definitely um i just want to say um everybody who is listening please go follow the the art and the prop people on on twitter it is so worth it uh, the stuff that Darren Faraday and um, uh, the art guy, uh, especially on this episode, Richard Wells, I think his Twitter handle is slippery underscore Jack. Um, it is so worth it. The just once an episode is aired, they start, you know, talking about props they had to build or um, just the, the design um, because he also did the design for uh Saranga conundrum. Oh, okay. Um, these two were shot as part of a block. Um and so all those design, all the the info boards and the whole, oh. like literally the whole look and feel yeah. of, of anything you see, like the posters, all the posters. Oh, uh, yes. He did them, and they're just amazing. Yeah, the prop. I, I just called them propaganda posters, but I mean, that, yeah, I know that's uh, not what they are, but yeah, um, they looked fantastic. They had like an old school kind of feel to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the the little info boards. The, I, I caught it the second time around when they're being walked to their first assignments. There's that board that is basically like the evolution of the teammates. Oh yes, which I was like, that's very yes. cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, one of the one of the big posters, um, like when they first 
come in to to uh, Kurt Blam and are kind of at the front desk there. Mm-hmm. Um, once uh, Judy finally goes, oh yes, of course, here you are, friends of the first lady, that kind of thing, and and they cut back to this wide shot, and here's this, you know. Uh, Curb Blam man making a delivery with to this happy couple. Yes, right. Okay, that is Jennifer Parrott and uh, the director of photography, whose name I don't actually have written down right now. Oh, is it? That's exactly who it is. That's it's it's funny. the two of them um, standing in as 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 a happy couple. That's that was amazing. one of the scenes. This is why it's worth following these guys on Twitter and stuff because <laughs> you get little bits of information like that that just kind of enhance the viewing. That's very cool. Yeah, and they and they really, I mean, just nailed that whole look of like, you know, we're branding everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, the- I, and I, I just have to say, I, I, I need to see somebody doing a Kurt Blam cosplay. Oh, I want one of I those guess. teammate hats. Right, they looked pretty cool. Yes, absolutely, and and that's that's the nice thing about something like this. It's like okay, you know, you have a basic outfit that's a high vis vest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy enough to whip up a, a Kerblam logo for it. I mean, it's a nice, easy cosplay for someone to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, I only have one thing for costume and design. I mean, everything else, I guess, would be under the teammates. Um, I thought they looked great. Yeah. They looked they looked they looked scary, but only because we were led to believe that they were scary. Exactly. I think so. I think if we we didn't have the, you know, the fear put in us, I think they they'd be kind of pleasant looking. Mhm. Um no, I totally get that. and and I love how there's just enough like I don't know what you want to call it, homage. I mean like I I still I see the conductor from greatest show oh i mean i if we're you know just a little uh not as far back um oh boy what would the beast below they kind of remind me of those little dudes yes oh i'd forgotten about that yes absolutely i got to see see touches from that too yeah so i mean we've gotten some 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 characters that look like the teammates Mm -hmm. before um i really thought the doctor had a different jacket on at one point, but then I oh. just realized it was the purple and the blue was nearly perfectly matched to her jacket. Yeah, I did not notice that she had a vest on for most of the episode. Yeah, I went, what is this new design on the back of the jacket? Oh, it's just the vest. Yep. I thought that that was a very, I wonder if they just had a lot of leftover fabric. I, You know, honestly, you picking up a high-vis vest is so super easy, um, and I know that they come in different colors. I On my commute, I see lots of people who work in construction. Mm-hmm. In fact, I literally saw a uh, fluorescent yellow high-vis vest that had fallen off a truck and was just sitting on the side of the road. I could have picked up a cosplay on the way home today. <laughs> I'm not joking you. Perfect. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Um, I don't think I have anything else costume. Oh, Kerblam version. Uh, I I don't know why I called it Kerblam version V1. The very well, first. It, is that what they called yeah. it? Yeah. Well, Twirly. Twirly. Twirly was very cool looking. I love Twirly. And, yeah, Twirly was great. I would love uh, for um, somebody to make a Twirly. I would not be surprised if somebody goes through the effort to like design one that you could 3D print and like mount your Alexa in it 
Oh man. Right. I would love that. Right. That would be so cool. <laughs> and all of the uh conveyor belt stuff looked pretty cool. I just watched it in a higher quality of video and it it, it looks a lot better than I thought it did. You know, that that's funny because when I saw it last night on TV and then again, even watching it on my phone, I actually feel like that whole conveyor belt scene, special effects wise, felt a little weak. Oh, and I only mean a little weak in the sense that it totally has like a first season RTD vibe. Okay. To it. It's, it's lots of close ups, lots of shaky cam. You know, yeah. because you, you don't really have a giant warehouse. Right. And conveyor belt. So it's it's obviously it's a lot of screen screen work. Um I mean I mean I think it's hilarious that Ryan basically high fives Charlie off the Yes. <laughs> that was high five. Whoa. Yeah, he uh, you know, that was really kind of silly and stuff. But um just the way that it was shot. Yeah. Uh seemed uh, it just very reminiscent of basically like some first season stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and that was just, it was just different from everything else I've seen this season. So it was just, it was um, jarring, but not in a bad way, just jarring in a way that I take note of it. Right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, you got anything else for uh, visual effects? Um, I liked that we saw a little bit more time vortex. Oh yes. I love our, di- I love our disco vortex. Yes, I absolutely love that as well. I was glad to see that back at the top of the um, episode. And, and, and I like at the end that we, we see that, yes, all the arms. Yes, we did. The, get, I did. Crystals move with the rotor. Yes. I mean, just the fact that we got more TARDIS interior in this episode yes. was great. I did, it, And it was like, it wasn't even a lot, but it was still more than we've gotten all all season. So and why wouldn't? Just get some angles yeah absolutely let's talk about the set design a little bit here Uh, i love the the look of slade's office i thought it looked very sleek and nice yeah that really was an interesting i don't know and i don't have information whether that is an actual building yeah somewhere or that was built uh you know as a as a set Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was really neat. Um, just just kind of the geometrical uh, shapes and patterns. Yeah, that they had going there. It was yeah. Well, uh, I like the look. Of that. If that really is a building somewhere, I totally want to see it. Oh, like, absolutely. I, I want to have an office. Absolutely. I would. I would love that. Uh, let's see what else. I love the little scanner at the beginning as well when they were getting scanned. I thought um, oh, that yeah. was cool. Yeah, where they were they were getting sorted into their yes departments um i i mean i I just liked all this all the sets in the warehouse i mean you know you can't really do a warehouse wrong i don't think but (laughs) whatever uh home zone let's talk about home zone yeah i i just love that there is a a biodome somewhere (laughs) basically yeah i I didn't get the feeling that this was actually a genuine outside space no i didn't either it's like here's here's your break room, but we've made it look like a park. Yeah, basically. Um, I I I mean, I really liked it. I thought it was just like a cool little it, and it was so different than everything else we'd seen mm-hmm. in the episode that it was it it stood out a little more. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And as I said, hey, look, some more decent shots of the TARDIS. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the TARDIS. Yes. We, again, at the beginning of the episode, get the doctor saying that she can't get the hang of the controls. Yeah. What is that about? This means something. Okay. What do you think? What are you thinking? I, well, I mean, we're seven stories in now. Okay. Let's say six since she got the TARDIS back. Right. Okay. Um, they've obviously had other adventures mm-hmm. in between because they reference other stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really, this is, I don't know if it was something story wise because maybe they hadn't since they're so standalone stories, you could basically mix them up any which way. Yeah. Um, to an extent, I imagine, um, that it's just like, Oh, well we should make sure there's a mention of this, but yeah. given the order mm-hmm. and given the fact that this is at least, I think the third time she said it, Hmm. It makes me wonder if if this is something that may play out either in, you know, episode 10 or episode 11. Okay. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call the New Year's Day episode 11. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you might as well. <laughs> Unless they count it as the, the first episode of season. Oh, tw- God. <laughs> uh, that drives me nuts te- when they do that. I know. As they tend to do. I don't. Here's I don't episode know. one of the season you're going to see in nine months. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, no. yeah. Come on. Uh, let's, uh, dive into some characters here. If you are, yeah, unless you got anything else here. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of already talked about, about Yaz. Um, Hmm. I think we, we hit all of the Yaz points. Um, Graham, I, I, the only thing I have is, uh, he just loves adventure. You can just tell Yeah. like, Oh yeah, we should go check it out for sure. I, I, I've said it before and I will say it again. I did not expect graham to basically be like my favorite character you know <laughs> save, save for the doctor obviously because right. the doctor's the doctor yes um but i i just i adore graham he's great you know she she's going on being all excited about the kerblam man and he's like you're, you're just making sounds now <laughs> like, that is so brilliant and you know i just love um he has a great line where we're trying i mean we we haven't gotten to to charlie yet but we have a great line when uh they are having the little you know the little back and forth at the end and and he says i think he says like you're the no you're the one that's malfunctioning yes i really liked that i thought that was very that was just a good little insert for him well and i and i also like the fact that he kind of acts as a sort of father figure to Charlie when they're talking about his feelings for Kira. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to see that he's not afraid to, you know, call out his major malfunction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Ryan, we talked about Ryan a little <laughs> bit. Uh, and I mean, we've already kind of touched on, on all of this. Oh, a little bit. I love to- the doctor a bit here. So I love when they're being, you know, the, the rules are being explained to them. And Judy tells the doctor that uh, she nobody can climb on the conveyor belts. Just the look on her face yes, is I like have that oh. note. Her disappointment. Yes, she's like, I just really, I want to get on that conveyor belt. And it's a haw, but but conveyor belts. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm enjoying so much of her like more take charge, no nonsense. Yeah, it's, attitude. It's, I want to see a little bit more of this, and it. 
it's so weird that we say that because when is the take charge attitude kind of seemed to come into play in the last two episodes, right? Yeah. In episodes, Chibnall didn't write. Well, yes. Yes. And I, I have, I have heard some mention of like, Oh yeah, I really like how this is done. And I really like how it was done in the last episode too. And somebody goes, yeah, you notice how Chibnall didn't write those. Yeah. Like, Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a little disappointed that suddenly she doesn't like conspiracies anymore. Yeah. Um, but then I, I completely headcanoned it uh, by saying, well, she likes conspiracies that are mysteries. She doesn't like when conspiracies are hurting people. Yeah. very. It true. works in my head. So just don't at me. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. You got anything else on the doctor? I mean, I feel like the uh, it just it feels more... Yeah, it feels more like when Chibnall is not writing the Doctor, it just feels more more Doctory. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, and and that that is by no means saying that I don't like right how Chibnall writes her. Um, I know he does some great stuff. Yeah, but I think I don't know. Maybe he's so focused on getting other elements of the stories out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I think I'd have to see the whole season to kind of really make a judgment on that yes um i mean i feel like we touched on most of the uh b characters Mm -hmm. for the most part i mean you know obviously uh you know dan talk about the the teammates are always listening just like alexa oh yes absolutely he was great because you could tell you could tell he he really liked his job yeah um, which is such a shame because he had, yeah, because uh, he, he got gooped. Yeah, he got gooped, which was gross. But I bet. Um. Oh, you know what? I just want to. Speaking of being gooped, I want to double back to the the end, uh, visual effects wise. When uh, mm-hmm. the, I thought the teleport looked cool. Yes, yes. And then um, the other thing we should mention is I thought the gr- explosion of green looked very cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That that was a little different. I mean, I guess if you um, need to come up with an effect that is going to completely obliterate a person. Yeah. Um, you know, best to do it quickly and in a in a common color. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty a pretty genius plan by Charlie. You, mu- you must say. To... <laughs> um, yes, and I and I totally get it, honestly. And and the the I mean, this whole story speaks to stuff that you see in the news right now. It's like, oh, oh yeah. automation is going to take away all these jobs. Yeah, the robots are going to do everything. Drones are going to deliver your Amazon packages from now on. Yeah, and then it takes it to that next step. Okay, what happens after this? All this automation. Yeah, and and they're literally doing everything. Oh, there's an uprising. There, there literally is a people protest. Yeah. Of like, no, people need to have jobs. Oh, well, now 10% of our workforce is people. Look at us. We're awesome because it's 10%. Yeah. You know? But then there's obviously, there's going to be those people who have that distrust of technology. Yeah, the disgruntled. And who will do what they can to uh, sow that viewpoint. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love the idea of, I mean, I also love bubble wrap, so I don't really love that part of the idea. <laughs> but it is kind of genius to be like, okay, yeah, let's. And it, it's again, it's it's that it's that Moffat esque. Let's take something completely mundane, yeah, 
and make it dangerous. There you go. And, and here's bubble wrap just in time for the holiday season. <laughs> and it, it's going to blow everybody up and it will, you know, tank the company. It will turn people off to automation. Yeah. All these jobs will come back to the people now. Oh, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think uh, it's a wonderful exploration of that idea. Yeah. So they, it was perfected um, very well. I, I really, really liked it. Uh, the, the teammates. Oh, whoever did the voice. Oh, you wrote it down. Ma- Matthew Grayville. Yes. Uh, fantastic work on the voice of the teammates. Mm-hmm. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed that a lot. I mean, I just really liked the teammates in general, just because they turned out not to be the bad guys. They were just trying to stop that one guy. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Good stuff. Um, I and I think it's hilarious how you know Twirly is. 200 years old and you know he boots up and the first thing he's trying to do is you know upsell yes Sa- saving uh purchase preferences and stuff and I'm oh, like, oh God, that is just yes on to a t the blood pressure medication thing oh, was, yes god it caught that line on the second time around it was, was so great. good that was great I very very it. good loved it um i have like one like miscellaneous note here yeah i really loved the use of the Sonic in this. I was just about to say, I feel like on the whole, it was very appropriately used. Yes. It was still used a lot, but it, I think it was appropriately used. Yeah. It's, it seemed like we weren't pointing just to point. Yeah. Um, Although I do love her arm motion when she points. It's, oh yeah. It's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> very kind of like flourish. Yes. You know, kind of thing. I loved uh, the misdirect with the psychic paper. I thought that was very cool. Yes. Or, oh, here are my credentials. Scan, get us into the system. (laughs) Yeah, good stuff. And then the switching of uh, where she needs to be. She switches with uh, Graham. Oh, yes. On the the group loop. Yes. Little anklets. Yeah. Oh, the Uh, group loop. I love the group loop when they're snooping around. And she's mm -hmm. like, I knew you were in here. And she's like, ah, I knew I forgot something. That's right. Yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. Yeah. Again, nice, nice design. Be really easy to 3D print one part of a cosplay. Like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I just, I, I just really, I'm, I'm just so glad that I don't have 20 negative things to say about this episode. Well, I'm glad for that too. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of differentiation does make the podcast interesting. Yes, but, it does. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that this episode delivered as well as it did hey finger unintentional guns. bun finger guns <laughs> oh um uh, behind is it behind the couch behind the yeah. behind the couch scale what do we what do we think here you know honestly i i mean i'd be inclined to show it i mean i, I think it's 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 a fun story it's a very doctor who story yes um, i do have a little bit of pause because of the deaths. I mean, they are, uh, uh, Dan and Kira specifically are, are characters that you can get pretty endeared to pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and so kind of hitting those, everybody's kids are going to be a little different. So I can only speak to my own. Um, but the fact that my kids love bubble wrap so much so that, that when bubble wrap turns out to be the explosive villain of the story, um, I kind of don't want to ruin their experience. Yeah. With bubble wrap, because I've got a feeling that the first 
bubble wrap they come across after seeing this episode. They're going to be like, uh, yeah. Dad, is it going <laughs> to blow up? No, it's not going to blow up. I mean, it'll pop, but it won't blow up. Yeah. <laughs> it'll pop, but so it won't explode you. You know, it, it's pretty much okay. You know, I think depending on how you want your kids to view bubble wrap from, from now on, that might be your deciding factor. Yeah. Well, that leads us to next time. Indeed, it does. Really, really getting into the back quarter. Yeah. Of we're, the season here. We're, we're coming down to the wire here. Pretty much. Uh, we're going to be watching The Witch Finders. That's an interesting name. I know. I like the title. Uh, starring all of our n- new regulars. Uh, it was written by Joy Wilkinson and directed by Sally Aprahamian. Ooh, nice job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it. Good job. You got it. Yeah. Gold star. Thank or you. points or however. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take whatever you give me. It's fine. Okay. Uh, so you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at The Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and now Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Uh, also subscribe to us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash The N-O-T-L-G. Uh, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Podcastica shirts or the future of time and space is female shirt. They make great Christmas presents. They do. They really, really do. Uh, Patreon.com slash NOTLG 2019. We're, we're going to be revamping that. But we appreciate anything you can uh, contribute to us. Shout out to the Y-Axes. They do our music. They've always been cool to us, so we should uh, be cool to them. Twitter.com slash the Y-Axes. Facebook.com slash the Y-Axes. TheYaxes.bandcamp.com, and they, like us, are also on the Spotify. So, join us again next week, episode 142, for us, the Witchfinders. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. And happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. one after demons of the punjab where they were talking about just all the snacks that they have on set and i'm like (laughs) i want to hang out with these guys yeah